<laughs> Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Priestcast Presents Treehouse of Horrors. My name, ooh, my name is Glenn, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Spooky Seth Trav. I'm watching your cat do the weirdest things, like playing with a Ouija board. He's being a nut right now, and you see me looking around at him like he's crazy, because he is. I'm like, I'm like, what is he? What is he doing? What is he channeling over there? It's for, the it's, true horror of the holiday season. I'm like, it is somewhat frightening, but not as frightening as this installment, episode six of the Treehouse. House of Horrors. That's a pretty Whoa. good, pretty, pretty, pretty good segue. I think. Yeah. Um, so in this installment of Tree House of Horrors, as always, we have not one, not two, but three different segments uh, that we get to, you know, that we are treated to. And one of them is based on one of my favorite franchises, A Nightmare on Elm Street, which was. That's true. Which is. That one is called, superb. of course, The Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. This was my. This was definitely my favorite of the three here. Uh, the first installment being Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores, followed by Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, and lastly Homer Cubed or Homer with a little three next to it. Um, and, and of course, a Nightmare on Evergreen, Evergreen Terrace, pulling from a Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, while Homer uh, Homer Cubed uh, is being inspired uh, by a Twilight Zone episode called Little Girl Lost. Oh, which is which is interesting. We see a lot of the Twilight Zone over on this. Yeah. Um. So I want to keep going in order. I've actually never seen the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. You know, it's funny because they they they're obviously like alluding to that, but they don't. Um. You know, in the description of this episode, they don't even bring it up. I guess because it's so because it's so obvious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's attacking yeah. the Bigfoot woman. Uh, but it's interesting because on all of these, like you know, writings, I usually say like inspired by, even when it's super obvious, like Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Um, but no, I have never seen Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman either. Um, but uh, I, 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 I feel like I saw one of those weird like fifties exploitation kind of like bikini women in space or on Mars or something like that. I don't know. It was something weird. It was on like Shout. TV or something like that. Shout TV, my it, man. That's the com- that's the that's wait, the company. That's, that's the service. It is. It is actually. Uh, I actually just got a new TV. It's an LG, and one of their channels is Shout TV, what? like streaming. What, which are is they sending cool. you money? Like, I can just tune in live <laughs> to Shout TV. I've been watching like the Power Rangers just as it was originally done in Japan. It's kind of wild. They have a they have a lot of like cartoons and anime and stuff uh, on there. In addition to horror movies as well, it's pretty. It's kind of it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but they attack. Do. They uh, do. I like I like this. I kind of like this one. Um, it's not my favorite it, of the three that are on good. it. It's pretty good. This is the introduction of Lard Lad. I like when Homer goes there and he's like, "Listen, he's like, you promised me like you know a giant donut, a colossal donut. I want a colossal donut." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, and then he winds up, like, just hanging out in it, like, just in his living room, which is pretty cool. Um, And then to beat them all, they had to get the help of Paul Anka, who I couldn't tell you one of his songs, but as it turns out, he wrote Diana, Lonely Boy, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, You're Having a Baby, Uh, and apparently he he, uh, wrote the theme for The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson, 
Um, Tom Jones's hit, She's a Lady. Ooh, I do know this guy then. Yeah. <laughs> um, he apparently co-wrote I Never Heard with Michael Jackson. Um, it was retitled and released in 2009 called This Is It. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That came yeah, out with the documentary. Things, this Mr. Paul Anka. Oh, I'm sure he's more than you and I will ever attempt. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to begin to think about it. Ugh. But then, as you were saying, your favorite one, the uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah, in this one, uh, Bart has a nightmare. The groundskeeper, uh, Willie, is kind of like out to, to get him. Uh, and um, like different students at, at the school are starting to have uh, nightmares based on, you know, on the fact that Willie is coming after them. Uh, and when they fall asleep, um, they can actually like die in their dreams. Um, and uh, Martin actually has the first death, falls asleep in class, and is strangled uh, to death. So they all try. Now, to... when I was younger, this that scared me. Oh yeah, he him screaming like that, and the way he like gets like that. I don't know. I was freaked out as a kid. Definitely freaked out by that death. I could see how. I mean, obviously, uh, like as we've talked about in several episodes, it's like you know you take something that is usually comforting, and then they kind of spin it on its head and make it uh, and make it a little a little creepy. Plus, like the idea, even like the idea of Freddy, that's like still scary today, you know, because there are oh, a whole God, bunch of kids yeah. who are scared to go to bed. And then it's, I wouldn't be surprised if most p- kids who are watching this, like this is their first introduction to something like that. Because I don't think many kids were watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, so to have that introduced to you, like I can see how maybe that plants the seed. Uh, so it starts to be scary. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was funny, though. It was still good. It was interesting. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was all... It was all done very well. I love how they set it up for like Willie's revenge story because it's not like he was molesting kids like Freddy Krueger. It's that the PTA was meeting to discuss the misprinted calendars in Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And every single thing they do is just so cheap that it winds up uh, having Willie burned to death uh, because like they he's burned to death in, in the, the classroom. Boiler. They burn yeah, and in then the he runs into the classroom and no one helps him. They're just like, Willie, please. Mr. Van Houten has the floor. <laughs> then he sits he down. Is about like two spaghetti meals in one week. It's too much pasta. <laughs> kids having too much pasta. I don't like the idea of Millhouse having that much pasta. <laughs> and Willie's just sitting there like burning alive. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then his skeleton's just like it'll be on your kids. <laughs> That's God. it. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I'm like, that sounds fair. It sounds fair, Willie. <laughs> it, it does. It really does. PTA, awful as it is. Uh, and then at the end of it, they wind up like beating him because he turns into like the first boss in Sonic Spinball. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he just shows up on a bus. <laughs> He's well, just like, Bleh. well, that's a throwback to like the to like one of the one of the other Freddy movies where he pulls up in a bus and the bus turns into like Freddy. Oh yeah, was that it? Yeah. What was that? Dream Warriors. Um, it's not. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the first one. So it could very well be. It could be very very well be Dream Warriors. I feel like Dream Warriors had the most like use of like clay and i guess oh yeah yeah other like weird effects for like body things and and like shape shifting 
Shapeshifting. Yeah. That's when they started to, like Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger started to get a little weirder. They started to like amp it up. Not that he wasn't super weird too, but uh <laughs> You hit under the bed, it turns out Freddy is the bed. Exactly. He's into that. Exactly, bro. <laughs> uh, very, and then the last one, uh you were not into uh Homer Cubed. Damn yeah, man. You didn't I'm, like it. No, no. No, I, I didn't. Um, basically, he's... Buddy, this was peak graphics <laughs> for the time. Like, this was, like, I knew Beast Wars, and this looked better than Beast Wars. So I was like, it only goes to 32X, my guy. How is it this good looking? <laughs> yeah, you just, had, you just had no clue, huh? You couldn't do it. it just, I, I had it no concept you. of what, you know, like computer generated imagery should look like there was no fat bottom pixar mom yet for me to like have a basis off of i think homer's round shape they still put into the butt of every pixar mom because it's all built off this episode this is uh this is like the some of the very first like you know playstation-esque type type graphics that you're getting treated to on television absolutely i still like i don't understand like why like people would watch this and like think it looks good although i guess it's more so like at the time they thought maybe it looked good or maybe it was so bad that it was good um i I don't i don't know i'm like i still think 64 looked better than this (laughs) no that's what everybody says everyone's like no it was all triangle like this this was smooth and it was cool. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I like the music. I like this, the idea, like this big concept idea um, of, of like being able to like just push against a wall and you get sucked into a different dimension. That was, it was that something was like cool. growing up. It was always super cool to me. Like, oh, maybe we'll find a door to another world or some nonsense. Um, and this is like the Twilight Zone episode almost exactly because this this little girl is like playing hide and seek, I believe, and she... Uh, just accidentally falls into another dimension and then people are just like in the house staring up at the ceiling and it's like the priest the sheriff the doctor the scientist they're all there gathered around and this one i i love chief wiggum's line of enough of your borax poindexter poindexter we need action and he just starts shooting at the (laughs) at the (laughs) at this vortex I like the premise too. He's trying to get away from Patty and Selma, and then all of a sudden he like goes into his closet and just finds himself, or <laughs> behind a bookcase, and just finds himself yeah. in this 3D world. And then he's just trying to like you know escape it during the whole time. Um, like th- that part, that part, that part's pretty fun. Um, but and in know. classic Homer fashion, he winds up uh, imploding the entire universe on itself. Yes. And then, and then he winds up falling into the real world, and I thought that looked great. Like, uh, he looked fairly okay yeah it's interesting because you know it's like they have they take 3d homer and place him into like actual reality and have him walking around and like you know it, it looks like i mean i mean what you would imagine it would look like so i i guess that's good uh but it's interesting because in this one you could you know, he doesn't really get out you know it's like a bad ending in a way i mean a little bit it, i i think it ends on a great note because he finds an erotic cake store that yes he, he does in. and he's like ooh, <laughs> cakes <laughs> and erotic cake, and, then the, and then the camera just pans up, and they hit the music, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, it it left me feeling a little weird. Like I felt bad for him because I'm like, I I remember being younger and thinking like, hey, where's his family? Like he doesn't have a family Gone. now. He's all alone, and he looks so weird to everyone. 
Yeah, that's what I'm, frightening. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I feel like this one, like it ends, like you know, the episode itself. You're like, ah ha ha ha, and then and then you're like, wait a minute, this didn't end positive. Like the other ones usually end on like maybe like a good note. <laughs> this, yeah, a little bit. This might, or at least like not a not bad. Nobody, nobody's like completely dead. Not sour. So this is a sour note. Maybe. Yeah, the mo- the most sour so far that that we've seen. Yeah. Six down, twenty is it twenty five to go? <laughs> twenty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 be twenty five. There we go. There it is, my man. Uh, and you can uh, you can stay tuned here on, of course, the Preachcast, and you can catch every single one of those episodes every day. A new one delivered fresh from us to you here on the Preachcast presents Treehouse of Horror. Uh, I, of course, am Glenn at From the Crib on Twitter, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mister Seth Trav at Seth Trav on Twitter. Coincidentally, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and be sure to stay tuned so you can not miss out on any of these Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs>